<laughs> I'll tell you what I hate about this Christmas. I hate you. And I hate you and you. I hate all of you who's. You who? But I'll tell you what I hate more than you. I hate that I get blamed for stealing Christmas. I didn't steal it. It was stolen long before I got here by the glitter of commercialism, overspending on stupid things, having to deal with your family. <sighs> and this incessant busyness all during the year. You who's just go, go, go. Stand here, sit there, wait in line, stamp my receipt. Oh, all this busyness just makes me want to shave my back. Maybe I'll let you shave my back, sir. And your families have stolen the joy out of Christmas, too. Oh, that's why you have to go 14 different places on Christmas, because nobody can get along. And your Aunt Margaret's cooking. It's abysmal. I mean, I eat toxic waste for breakfast, and I wouldn't touch your Aunt Margaret's eggs. And then you who's have to spend so much money on things that you don't need with money that you don't have. Doesn't this drive you mad? I mean, explain to me the value of a Chia Pet. <laughs> I mean, really, ceramics that grow hair. You people disgust me. And all that money you spend on stocking stuffers, you might as well flush $40 right down the toilet. No, Christmas was gone away long before me. And if this is all it is, then you can take it with you when you leave. Oh, I'm beginning to rhyme. Oh, the humanity. Oh. All right, here's what we're going to do. Best Christmas present when you were a kid. So I know for some of you that's a long, 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 long way back. But if you could go back there with me, best gift you got when you were a kid. Just yell it out. It's okay. What? Pathfinder. You got a Pathfinder when you were a kid. That's... <laughs> I won my home. I got a little piece of coal. Tonka truck. Every boy needs a Tonka truck, you know, in the dirt. What else? Bicycle. Bicycle. Did it have training wheels? That tells me something about your parents. Okay. Uh, I was out, I'm out there watching parents on the snow today, and, and they're putting little kids, I mean, little kids on those discs, taking them to the top of the snow mountain, pushing them off. I'm going, it's Christmas! Guess where you're going to spend the holiday? <laughs> Best gift as a kid. What else? Huh? Tea set. A Barbie. Now, Barbie, good thing was a guy didn't say Barbie, right? But you know what? Best, you ready for this? 
Uh, some of you, this is going to date me a little bit. How many of you remember, and I don't even remember what the name of this thing is, there, there was this stove thing you could get, and it had a mold, and you would plug in the stove thing, and it would heat up to like hundreds of degrees, and then you would take goop, and you would squeeze it in the mold, and then you'd stick the mold on the hundreds of degrees stove thing, and the only thing they gave you to pick it up was a little wire you could stick in it, and, and then after you had cooked uh, the stove thing, and I, I guarantee you the goop had lead in it, right? You'd go cool it in the sink, but here was the They were all shaped like bugs. And, and as a boy growing up with three younger sisters, I'm just best, Chris, does anyone know what those were called? Creepy crawlers. Best Christmas gift of all time. I enjoyed Christmas for months after that on the deal. Remember though when you remember remember Christmas when you were a kid? I mean, remember how perfect it all was and, and how simple Christmas remember the simple Christmas was? You know, you'd hear you'd you'd see something you wanted in a catalog or you'd be walking through the store and 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 there it was. There was the gift. And you'd go home, remember, and you'd write the little letter to Santa and then you would hand it off to mom and dad and Somehow that thing got to the North Pole, and then here came Christmas morning, and it, it was there. The, the thing you asked for was there every single time. And remember, you couldn't wait. You couldn't wait for Christmas to be over because you had to call your best friend. Remember that? And then and you'd get on the phone, and you'd say, right, what did you get? And you always got better than your friend. It was so cool. And then, and then you'd run down the street to your friend's house and, and you'd play with all of their new toys. It was like a second Christmas till they all broke, right? And then you'd come back to your house and then you'd be really careful with your toys. Remember that? It was, and Christmas was perfect. What happened to Christmas? Where, where, did, where did that go? You know, kids have no idea what you and I as adults navigate to try to make Christmas perfect, right? I mean, there, there, there's all those clerks in the store who couldn't make change with their fingers, let alone on a cash register. You, you're standing in line waiting for a wee, only to find out you're one person too late. You're, you're driving the parking lot circling for a half an hour at Chandler Fashion Center to get a spot. and Then you see it, and you're speeding and breaking every traffic rule known to man. You get around the corner, and some joker gets there first. <laughs> and then there's Christmas itself. And of course, because nobody's getting along, and because everything's gotten so... We have to do like four Christmases. And then you got to schedule them, and everybody's upset because you're not in the right place at the right time. And then Uncle Phil, he's going to bring his new friend to Christmas. <laughs> and, 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 and you're trying to figure out, how do I get Uncle Phil out of the room before Aunt Alice and the kids come? And, and, and then there's always the cousin who says the most obnoxious and inappropriate things. What happened to Christmas? See, I, here, here's what I'm thinking. I don't know where it got stolen. I don't know if we lost it. 
I think maybe, though, it has something to do with the people. You know, we get older, we get more aware of all the drama that's going on, all the stuff that's happening. We take this huge burden on ourselves and responsibility to make it perfect for everybody else. See, I think, I think sometimes I'm so busy trying to make Christmas perfect for others that I turn into the Grinch. The lights have got to get up and then the lights have got to get down. And... What if it's not your job to make Christmas perfect? What if it's not my job? What if, what if you ready for this? What if one of the reasons we've lost Christmas is because we took that on ourselves to make it right for everybody else. Maybe, maybe Christmas wasn't stolen after all. Maybe you, you ready? Maybe you and I gave it away. Trying, trying so hard to make it perfect. And is it possible, are you ready for this? That it's already perfect. And that that's not my job. And that if I let it be my job, it'll get stolen. I'll miss it. Christmas is lost. So here's, here's what, if we, what, if, what, if, what if we went back to the first Christmas? What if we went to the Christmas that was the right Christmas? The Christmas when Christmas was Christmas. What if we went back there, took a look, and said, what does that take? What was that Christmas? So if you have your Bibles this morning, you can go with me. and Go to the book of Matthew, and we're just going to drop in. On the first Christmas. And if, and if you're not real familiar, you go to the back of your Bible, you work to the left, you're going to find this book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1, it's the first book of what we call the New Testament. It's called Matthew because it was written by a guy named Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. Verse 18, and it simply describes the perfect Christmas, the first Christmas. Here's what it says. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, before the marriage actually happened, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Get, get the moment here, because I, I think we romanticize this thing. I, I, think, I think we read right through it and miss the drama. Think about this. It's back in the day. It's back in the day when mom and dad choose who you're going to marry, which is absolutely scary. But, but somehow the parents of Mary and the parents of Joseph had chosen them for each other. And since the time they were little kids, they knew they, knew they were going to get married to each other. And it's getting closer to that time. They know it's about to happen sometime soon. And one day, someone, I don't know who, maybe it was Mary's sister, maybe it was one of Joseph's friends, comes to Joseph and says, you heard, right? What are you talking about? Mary. She's pregnant. If you're a guy, tell me there's worse news. I guarantee you, in that moment, Joseph asked what every guy would ask. Who's the 
Father. How did this happen? Talk about a gut check. Now, now Joseph's got a couple options. He can do one of two things. He can do this public. He, he can go public and go, look, guys, not me. I didn't get the cart in front of the horse. I have no, I'm, I'm as surprised as you are. I don't know what Mary's been doing. Just don't pin it on me. And he can publicly declare his innocence and Mary's guilt. You know he considered that. First Christmas. He's got a second option. He can keep it under wraps. He, he can go to the priests at the temple and he can get the marriage annulled. He's got, to get, he's got to get a certificate of divorce because back in these days to be engaged was nigh unto being married. He has to get a certificate of divorce, but he can do that privately. He can go to them and say, guys, I don't know if you've heard what I've heard. She's pregnant. I'm not the father. But to save a little bit of shame so we don't do this, if, I just want to divorce her privately. Now, the problem with that is, is that everybody's going to think it's Joseph. Here's what scripture says he did. Verse 19. But Joseph, her husband, her betrothed, was a righteous man, which simply means this. Mary's parents did a pretty good job choosing him. For Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. What, what do you think Joseph's response to that was? Yeah, right. See, I don't know about you, but as a guy, the only way you're going to get me to believe that is if what happened, happened. Big angel comes to my room, glows really big, and then I'm probably going to ask him to sign something, you know, that can show my friends. Yeah. I mean, if you're Joseph, don't you wish he would have, like, come into town and stood in the public square and said, hey, guys, no, really, you know, Mary went to sleep, God came, you know, I was... Because even if Joseph buys it, no one else will. You guys know what happened next. It, it's not hard to figure out. Every time Mary walks down the road, she's beginning to show. <laughs> Joseph's hanging out with his friends, and as he walks away, he can hear the snickers. <laughs> can you believe he bought the story? What a fool. How dumb is that? And if that's not enough drama for the first Christmas, now there comes a census. Caesar Augustus decrees you've got to go back to where you were born. So now Mary is hopping on a donkey, taking a trip at Christmas time, taking a trip away from family, away from friends. She's pregnant, riding a donkey. 
You women that have been pregnant, coming into your ninth month, riding a donkey. Bring, brings a whole new meaning to donkey sickness, right? If that's not bad enough, they get to Bethlehem. Joseph didn't even call ahead and make reservations. The hotels are all booked. They get to, you ready for this? They get to spend their first night in a stable. Scripture is nice, calls it a manger. It, it's a place with a bunch of cow stuff. And if you've ever walked in a barn, first Christmas, not, how's that a perfect Christmas? How can that possibly be a perfect Christmas? It's because of the next verse. It's because of what the Bible says next. Because here's the thing, guys. You and I have never had a Christmas that bad. And yet this one's going to be perfect. It's verse 21. Here's what it says. This is the angel talking to Joseph and saying, Joseph, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. No matter what happens, no matter if Uncle Phil comes over and he's drunk, no, no, matter, no matter if the donkey goes up lame, it doesn't matter. Because let me tell you why this Christmas is going to be a perfect Christmas. She will give birth to a son. And you are going to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Did you get it? See, God says, look, look, look. It, it doesn't matter if the right presence under the tree. It doesn't matter what the lines were like and who cut it. Doesn't. God said, that, that never was Christmas. Joseph, this is going to be the perfect Christmas because you ready for this? There's a Savior who's going to save people from their sins. Which, you ready for this? By the way, Joseph includes all the people back in town who are snickering at you. It includes all of the people who you thought were your friends and turned their backs on you. It includes all the misunderstanding. It includes all the hurt feelings. Because, Joseph, here's the answer. They're the reason there is Christmas. They're the ones Jesus is coming, you ready, to save. And the very reason there is a Christmas is because there are broken, hurting people who've done the wrong thing, who've made mistakes. See, the reason Christmas is perfect is because there's a Savior who saves from sin. And there is no stable, there's no donkey ride, there's no getting the wrong present, there's no standing in any line that can change that. The whole reason there's Christmas is because there are people who need to be saved by a Savior. Which, if you and I are honest, your and my name is on that same list. See, if you and I are honest, 
I know, I know. I know you're not as bad as your neighbor. No one is. But there's still been that moment, right? The moment you and I did exactly what we said we would never do. The, the moment I promised and then I didn't. The moment I lied because it was more convenient than the truth. The moment I could have blessed with my words and instead I cursed with my words. The moment I knew exactly what God said I should do and I said, take a walk. I'm going to do what I want to do. And if I'm honest, if I'm honest, I'm the reason for the season. I'm the reason there was a first Christmas. The Savior wasn't just for them. It wasn't just for my neighbor. It wasn't just for Uncle Phil. I'm the reason for the season. And I just thought, you know what? If you and I could get that, we'd recover Christmas. We'd steal Christmas back. There would be nothing that could steal Christmas away from us if we just got that Christmas isn't about anything that can be put in a box or stuck up in a tree stand. But Christmas is about a Savior who saves people who need saving. And that you and me, you and me, are the reason there's Christmas. So I said, Man, if we, could get, if we could walk out of here today and remember that, then there's nothing, there's nothing Aunt Alice could do to spoil that for me. So here's what I thought. I thought, we, we just got to figure out a way to think about, to remember that. So I came up with this idea, which the staff hated, by the way. Told me it was the dumbest idea they'd ever heard and wouldn't let me do it. But I thought, yeah, I'll just share it with you. My idea, I thought, we could put bumper stickers out. We could all stick on the back of our car bumper stickers, okay? And so here's what I was going to put on the bumper sticker. I'm the reason for the season. It's me. The only reason you've got Christmas is because I'm such a mess. <laughs> and so you're driving down the road, you know, and you accidentally cut someone off, and then they're giving you the one-finger salute, you know, that moment. And you could go, no, 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 no. Read the bumper sticker. The only reason you're getting presents is because of me. <laughs> I thought, you know what? If we're going to do it, we can just keep going. We can take it to another level. So here was the other idea I came up with. You're the reason for the season. <laughs> you know, that person's standing in line. They're bugging you really bad. And, you know, you just go... <laughs> only reason we got Christmas is because you're filled up. I was thinking we could do this one. My neighbor is the reason for the season. We could all park our cars in our driveways for the month. Instead of in the garage, people would drive by and wonder which neighbor. How about if you hung this in the cubicle at work? This is the one I figured would make the most money. This one I figured everybody wants this next one. I mean, wouldn't that help? Your mother-in-law comes over and you just go, here's your sticker. <laughs> okay, so they wouldn't let me do that, but here's what they let me do. If, if you look inside your program, everybody got some stickers. And we're going to give this as a gift to you. You, you get to use these. This, this is going to help you remember that it's not about a perfect gift. It's not about, 
how the lines went. It, it, I'm the reason for the season. Okay, so here, I, need, I need a guy to come help me. Is there a guy in the crowd? Come on, here we go. All right. U of A, you need a sticker. All right. Oh, USA. USA, I'm sorry. All right. I'm pretty sure Jesus had to come for U of A, aren't you? Okay, okay, so here's, here's what I'm going to do. You're, you're going to be my brother-in-law, Kyle, okay? And I have no, re, no idea, no understanding why my sister would ever marry you, okay? I, and I think maybe she's even wondering why she married you, but here's the deal, okay? Here's the deal, because this is going to help you and I get through Christmas. So when Kyle comes over, y- you and I are going to take one of the stickers. And, and as he comes over, we're just going to go, dude, there you go. There you go. You're the reason for the season. And when Kyle does the dumb things Kyle does and Kyle gets us all mad, you and I are going to look at the sticker and we go, dude, you're the reason for the season. I wouldn't even be getting Christmas gifts if it wasn't for you in the season. And if you want to be a little you know, more discreet than that, you can do that thing we did in elementary school. You know, come up to Kyle and you pat him on the back and stick the sticker back there. And... Yeah. But then you and I get to look, and every time we see the sticker, we go, dude, man. I mean, that's why a Savior came was for messed up people like Kyle. He's the reason we've got Christmas, right? And I mean, that would change how we all feel. So, Kyle, thank you, man. You're cool, all right? You got a sticker on your back. Yeah. All right, thanks. But here's the answer. First off, you can't give these to anybody in church. You realize that. You already know it. But if you get ready to hand these out, you realize who needs to get the first one, right? See, the, the, the first one belongs right here. Because you, because I'm the reason for the season. Because, because if I'm going to be honest, I needed a savior. I needed someone to take care of sin. And I get it, I get it. If you stack your sin up against other people, you could go, hey, I'm not as bad but it doesn't change the fact, you ready? That you're the reason. That every last one of us sitting in this room needed a savior. Because every last one of us has had the moment where we disappointed, where we were stubborn, where we did exactly what we knew we shouldn't do all things that scripture calls sin. And I'm the reason. You're the reason. There's a Christmas. And if you could get that this morning, then no one could ever steal Christmas again. Let's bow our heads.
There are some people in this room who are believers. You've already made a decision for Jesus. And you knew what I just said before we even came here today. It's just so easy to get distracted, isn't it? It's so easy to stand in line, gritting your teeth, and have to deal with family and schedules. What if you and I got back? What if, what if you and I said, I'm, I'm not going to let my Christmas get stolen because what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is it's not about the perfect gift and it's that toy will probably break before the week is out. And what makes Christmas perfect is a Savior who saved me. Boy, if you could get your heart around that, nothing could steal Christmas from you. There are some of us in this room who have never, 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 never understood. We were pretty sure Christmas was about the toys and it was about the food and it was about the... We had no idea. It never quite made sense before. And today, maybe for the first time, you're going, that is amazing. You mean I'm the reason? Me. Me and my sin and my struggles are the reason there's Christmas. Then maybe I need a Savior. Maybe, maybe the most powerful way to steal Christmas back would be to let a Savior in your heart. So I'm just going to pray a prayer, a simple prayer that you could pray right now this morning and say, I need Christmas. It goes something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you that Christmas is not plastic and can't be wrapped up in a box and has nothing to do with how far you ride a donkey or where you spend Christmas, but has everything to do with a Savior who saves people like me. And, and I get it for the first time. I'm the reason there's a Christmas. I'm the reason for the season. And I'm just going to ask you right now to not just be other people's Savior, but to be my Savior this Christmas. I get it, I get it, I get it for the very first time. This we say in Jesus' name. Amen. I told you I didn't steal it. But maybe I was the reason for it. And maybe, just maybe, that little gift that Cindy Lou Who just gave me has a little more to it than I thought. And Merry Christmas.